0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. He has created heroes for the family. And I want you to know that mothers, today you're being honored because you are a hero to your children. You really are. If it were not for for mothers, Sam wouldn't be here. (laughs) none of us will be here none zilch will be here today if it were not for our mothers so uh, make sure that if you have uh, mothers somewhere else uh, or stepmothers or whoever you have uh, grandmothers uh, make sure you give them a call when you get home if you haven't already done so to wish them a happy mother's day Um, sisters uh, anybody who who is mothers? Let me, you know, let let them know that you really appreciate them, because the mothers are, are from God. Is really Now another thing that I want you to to remind you of is that even though it's Mother's Day, even though we're gonna be addressing mothers, particular today, the message is geared towards mothers. It's a standalone message. It's not a, a in the series, as Laura said. Uh, so we are we're talking to the mothers, know that God never gives a message to his body without speaking to the whole body. He he never does anything for one particular person that is not related to some other situation, some other people. God doesn't do things in isolation. He does things uh, and have repercussions every which way. So know that I'm today talking to, uh, singles. Today, I'm talking to men. Today, I'm talking to young adults uh, who uh, might be married, don't have kids yet who are married. I- I'm talking to every single person today. Something is going to speak to you today if you believe in the word of God. It's going to speak to you. Okay. I want you to, uh, the whole message is geared, even though it says one of God's chosen heroes, the whole message is going to be geared around a prayer because I believe that uh, God wanted me to give you your prayer, the the mother's prayer, that you can pray and stand on that because your family depends upon that. Now, that prayer is, mothers, I pray that God would increase, really increase, to the, increase your hope and your faith. I pray that God will increase your hope, we're going to be talking about hope today, and faith, we're going to talk about two, those two things, to the extent that you can believe him for the impossible of what people think is impossible in this life. That's what I pray. I pray that mothers would increase in hope and faith to the extent that you can believe God for for what seems to be the impossible in this life. Because there's nothing impossible with God. Nothing. And your family depends upon you instilling that to every person in that family, and mothers, I, I, I think God gave me that prayer for you because mothers are with the children most of the time. Mothers uh, seem to have uh, more faith sometimes than the husband sometimes, and mothers are so important. Mothers believe for their children when nobody else believes for their children. I don't care what the situation is with those children. They can have limitations. They can have whatever it is. But Those mothers believe in them. And you can look at any uh, sporting event, and and me and you know this, uh, that when they uh, get somebody before the the camera, they say, "Uh, would you like to say something to anybody out there? It's always mother. Hi, mom, you know. Everything is mom. I never heard one of them say, hi, dad. Not one. And that's that's interesting. And I've been in the sports now for, oh my my goodness gracious, either playing, watching, or or whatever, for all these years, since I was a teenager, nobody ever says anything about father. They always say something about mothers. And that's a tribute to you, mothers. It is. That... Your children believe in you. Your children—they—they—they—you are their heroes. You really are. They would—those are fighting words to talk about somebody's mother. Those are fighting words. You can talk about anybody else, you know, but don't talk about my mom. You know. know. Do you want this microphone, boy? You're not getting any browning points today with Stella. (laughs) None zilch. (laughs) Actually, you know, people, uh, actually men talk about their own wives, but they don't talk about their mama. I'm serious. I'm I'm serious. Mothers are important. I want you to know that. I want you to know that. So what we're going to do today is talk about two things. One is, how do I increase now in this hope and faith because that's what, you, that's what I said. God increase mothers hope and faith to the extent that they can believe you for the impossible, what seems to be impossible in the natural. Increase their faith. How can we participate with the Holy Spirit in that uh, prayer? Well, Let's uh, talk about one thing, the first thing I want to talk about is that we need to draw from the experiences of others that God has put in our lives and also from our own experiences to know that God really is faithful to his people. He is really faithful to his people. That's the first thing I want to talk about. And I'll tell you the second thing after we get to do that. Let's go to Genesis. We're going to draw the experience from others. I like to draw experiences from not only people in the natural, as I hear testimonies about the faithfulness of God in their lives, because all of you have some great testimonies about the faithfulness of God. We all could be here and didn't do anything for this message except thank God. God for his goodness, his mercy, his grace, his compassion on us because we are here today only because of the goodness of God. That's all. That's all. When the doctors give up on you, God can intervene. He can. In Genesis, let's go to chapter 18. Verse one. We're going to talk about a, a, a lady by the name of Sarah, and we want to see where she got some faith from. Um, I think I want to change. Let's go to um, let's go to the last, my last. Scripture that I I put down in my my next to last one. Let's go to Hebrews first of all. Uh, I want to talk about Sarah, and we're gonna go back to Genesis. That'll be our next one. But I want to go to to there first, and because in Genesis it talks about Sarah, and in chapter 11, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Let's start there. It says here. That now faith is this assurance of things hoped for. And hope is a desire for good with an expectation to obtain it. That's That's what hope is. Hope is, when I hope for something, it's a desire for something good. When you're hoping for something, you're hoping for something good. But biblical hope is different from just worldly hope. Where the hope is is, we, you know we just hope and, and you know we hope we get a million dollars in the mail. you know um, you know it's not going to happen, but you just hope it does, you know um, and but biblical hope is different. Biblical hope adds with the expectation to obtain it okay that, that's that's important. And it says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Conviction of things not seen. Now, so we're talking about faith today. We're talking about hope today. We're talking about God increasing mother's faith and hope. We know you have hope and faith, so we didn't, we didn't say give you hope and faith. We said increase it to the extent that you can believe in for the impossible, of what seems to be impossible, that is. Then it goes on to say that in verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And and, and, uh, that means diligently seek him. So God is pleased with faith. So everybody in chapter 11 had faith. Everybody believed God in this chapter. It's like the hall of faith. And then it goes down to verse 11, and it says, By faith, and that's what we want to talk about today, By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive, even beyond the proper time of life. How old was Sarah? She was, she was about 90 when God came to her and said, You know, you don't have a child. Now, and so so so, so it, it says now. So faith now is the we already read just over here. Faith is the assurance of those things hoped for, and the evidence of those things not seen. So Sarah had assurance of those things hoped for. She's been hope. She was hoping for a child. Long before, long before this time she was 90. She has given up, really, uh, in in the aspirations of having children at 90. So she had to change something about her in order to conceive. Even to go through the process of conception, she had to do some changes. Is that correct? Why even go through the processes when you're 90 and your husband's 100? Why go through the processes of conceiving? If you're that old, now I don't think anybody's in here that old. Um, I haven't talked to any hundred-year-old people, you know, but I'm pretty sure that they probably given up in a hope of aspiration of conceiving. So it says here, it was so good. It says that by faith even Sarah herself self received ability to conceive. That's when she was barren, and that's when she was past. Childbearing age. So guess that's what that tells mothers. And we're talking to mothers now. But of course we're talking to everybody. It tells mothers that if you want to receive something, even though it's impossible in the natural, if you have faith for that, he says that. By faith, Sarah herself received ability to conceive. So it was faith that gave her the ability. Suppose she wouldn't have had faith. She never would have had the ability to conceive. Because God had to give her ability to conceive. God's going to have to give mother ability to believe for your child. If your child uh, might have some limitations, might be challenging in some way, or, or, might, whatever they might, or uh, say, you know, children say, I want to be a doctor. And somebody said, well, I want to be the president. And you say, boy, you're not going to be no president. You can forget that, boy. There's never been a president looking like you. You're not going to be no president. Uh, no president ever comes from anybody like us. You don't ever say it that to children. Because mothers supposed to believe God for the impossible, what seems to be impossible in the natural. Now the fathers might say, "Boy, you better, you, you know, you better get a basketball in your hand, or a football, or something. You know, a hockey puck. You better do something, play some soccer." But you, you know, you can forget about this, this being a president. Well, don't do that. Mothers don't do that. Mothers, I want you to believe God for what seems to be impossible for your children and for your mate. For your mate also. It says since she considered him faithful who had promised. She considered God faithful who promised. Now, where did Sarah get this type of faith? Because we said that we, we're going to have to draw from others. Did Sarah draw from others? Let's go back now to uh, Genesis, where we were. Chapter 18, verse 1. That's where we want to start. Now. now, we get an account here. Oh, well, here's Abraham, minding his own business, by his tent and everything. I says and then the Lord appeared to him. But not only for the Lord, but he had two angels with him. And it says that what he said was, well, Abraham said, hey, look, I want you to, uh, uh, you know, come by, sit on the tree. I'm going to get something to eat for you. I'm going to get it. Can you, can you tear for a little while? I'm, I'm going to bless you. And so they said, okay, do what you want to do. It. That's fine. So he, he, he did all those type of things. Now when they finished eating, verse 9, let's go down. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? Now how many know the Lord knows where she is? She knows. And he said, This Abraham said, they're in the tent. And he said, I will surely return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife. Shall have a son. That's, that's what he said. Sarah was listening. Mothers do that, don't they? Mothers listening. Anything going on? We can, you can be talking to a mother, and she can hear her child, you know, talking, and she can hear you talking. She can do it multiple mother. She can listen to multiple people at the same time. It's interesting how mothers are. You can be in here, and, and a mother will hear somebody crying. It could be five, ten babies, and they'll, they'll recognize when their baby crying. It's interesting how mothers are, and but God has gifted them in that way. Fathers, they don't hear anybody crying. You know? They, I mean, it's just, they, don't, they don't hear nobody crying. But, but, you know, mothers, they do. And so, here's a, Sarah was listening at, at the tent of the door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. Sarah was past childbearing. Sarah laughed to herself, saying, and she didn't laugh out loud. She laughed to herself, saying, after I have become old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I indeed have a child when I'm old? Know that the Lord knows everything you say to yourself. Listen to what verse 14 says. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? So the Lord was saying, you know, now why does Sarah laugh? I can't understand why she's laughing. She should have faith Is anything too hard for the Lord? I want you to know today, today, mothers, is anything too hard for the Lord? No. No, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. And this is the Lord was saying that. There's nothing too difficult. So, whatever you can believe Him for, this is what I want you to, to, to increase your hope and your faith. So, you can believe God for your husband. You can believe God for your children. You can believe God for yourself. You can believe God for your relatives. You can believe God for whatever God wants you to believe Him for because you are going to increase in your hope and your faith. Then it says. At the appointed time, I will return to you at this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. Sarah denied it, however, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. Okay, now, so we we, we have this, this, this incident. Now, let me tell you about one other situation that happened right after that is that Abraham found out from God he was going to Sodom and Gomorrah and destroy it because of the outcry that was coming up to him about what was going on in, in, in this, those, those cities. And so Abraham knew that Lot was there. And so he said, hey, uh, for of people, would you do that? If the righteous people, you're going to destroy a whole place. Forbid from you, to God, to do that. And uh, how about uh, five less than that, 45? How about five less than that, 40? How about ten less than that? He got them down to how many? Ten. He said, I won't even destroy for ten righteous people. Isn't isn't that great how the Lord is? He said, for ten righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah, I will not destroy that whole place. Doesn't that give us confidence that here in America, for ten righteous people, he won't destroy America because got ten righteous people here. Isn't that great? So, you know, you know you got more than 10, 10 righteous people in, in the United States. You know that. So don't think the United States is going somewhere that is gonna just go under just because it looks that way. We're gonna believe God for the impossible, aren't we? Right? I don't care how, how, what they do. I don't care because they're, well, they're not they they they're, they're not honoring God. You know, they took prayer out of schools, they did this, they did that. that. Well, what was Solomon and Gomorrah doing? Come on. How righteous were, were they? They didn't take prayer out of school. They didn't pray. Right? And he said, I won't destroy them for ten righteous souls. These are just things we, we just, uh, you know, that wasn't in the notes. We just, I'm just telling you now, we got to believe God. But what happened is that, There were not 10, of course. He said, hey, I'm, I, you, get your, you get your son-in-laws, anybody, anybody, all your sons, everybody, and then you bring them here and we're going we're to save everybody that's yours. And he went and talked to his son-in-laws and they, 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 they thought he was just and they thought he was playing and they didn't go anywhere So, And Abraham and, and Lot didn't want to go anywhere either. Lot didn't want to go anywhere. So they had to grab Lot's hand, grab his wife's hand, grab his two daughters' hand, and bring them out of, out, out of that place. Okay, so so God is good, isn't he? Now now Sarah of course saw that and she heard all that that was going on with Abraham, Abraham shared with her. And so I want to tell you that in, in in today's time Sarah I look at Hebrews chapter eleven, what I read to you, and I said, There's no way that Sarah had faith how are you going to tell me Sarah had faith? Sarah laughed when, 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 when the Lord said, you know, she's going to have a child this time next year. She laughed. And she said, well, can somebody pass childbirth? How, how is somebody my, my age going to have pleasure now? No, and my Lord is too old, too. Uh-uh. I, we, we, I can't even understand this. You should have come earlier when I was 20 or 30 or 40 or 50. You know, why come now when I'm 90? You know so So I'm telling you. To me, when I read it, I said, how can God get that out of that? How can he going to tell me that Sarah had faith? Well, it's a long way between Genesis and Hebrews. And I said that Sarah had to develop. Let's turn to Romans, Romans chapter 4. I tell you that Sarah had to develop uh, some trust and faith. Uh, Because God said she received the ability to conceive because of her faith. So she got the faith from somewhere. I'm telling you, you can get faith from other people. And I believe she got it from her husband. She got it from circumstance. She got it from, from herself. Because she saw firsthand, next year this time, she was pregnant. She was pregnant. And you know how young people are. If they are trying to have children, you know, they're going to try to have children. And so, Sarah had to try to have some children. She had to. Right? She had to. She had to submit to Abraham to have some. If Abraham had all faith, she didn't have any faith whatsoever, it wouldn't work Because she had to have two people. A male and a female. To have a child. So, she had to have some type of faith to even submit to that process of, Conception, is that right? Okay. Now, in Romans chapter 4, we see here that, let's look, pick it up, verse 17. We're talking about Abraham. Uh, was the father of many nations I have made in the presence of him whom uh, he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. We serve a God who calls into being things that does not exist. Then it says, In hope, against hope, he believed, so that he might become a father of many nations according to that which had been spoken. Mothers, you have to in hope, even in spite of, of lack of hope. In the natural, you have hope. You have spiritual hope. He said, "Without being weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet, with respect to the promise, of God, the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong. Mothers, you can grow strong, even though things don't look like it in the natural." You can go strong. And being fully assured that what God had promised, he was able to perform. Number two, I said number one is draw from, from others' experience and your own experiences. Uh, draw from that. And number two is make sure your faith and hope is based on the promises of God. I'm not telling you to just say, you know what? Uh, my neighbor has a new car. I'm going to believe God for that car. Come on. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not talking about believing God. For, we're not talking about uh, any type of lusting for something that belongs to somebody else. Nor are we talking about just say, you know what? I'm going to believe God then for a million dollars. We're not talking about just name it and just see can we confess it and get it. We're not talking about that. We are talking about base your, base your hope and your faith on the promises of God. Sarah based her hope on the promises of God. And she grew in faith. And therefore, in Hebrews, God can say, by faith, Sarah, you know, then she uh, got the ability to conceive because of her faith. I believe our faith can grow, mothers. I believe your hope is going to have to grow because faith is is assurance of those things hoped for. And if you don't have any biblical hope, how are you going to have some faith? So make sure it's based on the promises of God. Then it says, and being fully assured that what God has promised, he was able to perform, I want to end with, another verse in in chapter 15 of Romans. Let's turn there, verse 13. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. I want to end there. We're still talking about faith and hope. It says, Now may the God of hope. Now I want you to know that there is no biblical hope without God. God is the author of, of biblical hope he is the assurance above biblical hope he's the source of biblical hope he's the only thing that can bring biblical hope to pass okay because he is the God of hope that's what the writer is saying now may the God of hope fill you with all joy when you have biblical hope when you have a desire for something and, and, and the God has said, and an expectation for it, then you can be full of joy. You don't have to be in sorrow. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to ha- let people get you down all the time because you have joy. You are full of joy because you have a joyful expectation of that which God has said, and it shall come to pass because you have faith in God. Not only full of joy, but also, peace. You don't have to be anxiously distracted about something. You don't have to be wringing your hands, wondering whether you're gonna pass your exams, wondering whether you're gonna get married, whether you're gonna have another child, whether, you know, your husband's gonna get fired from his job, whether you're gonna get a job. But you don't have to be wringing your hands about that because God says that He is the God of hope. He wants to fill you with all joy and all peace in believing. In believing, who are you gonna believe? You are gonna believe the report of the Lord. That's what you are gonna believe. Cause I can get depressed. I can get de- I, I can get all down. I can get about so many things that happen in the natural. I can get all down about those things. Uh, but, but but he says that the God of hope he he, go, he wants to fill you with joy. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing, so that. You will abound in hope. So mothers, today, you're going to have to realize that you've got to draw on the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it says so. By the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in joy by the power of the Holy Spirit. I said, okay. I know how to be joyful even in the midst of my circumstances. I know how to be joyful, even if the um, even if the doctor tells me you have a month to live, five months to live, a year to live, five years to live, and you're gonna die. Whose report are you gonna believe? Otherwise, if you don't believe, if you believe the doctor's report, you might as well go get your house in order, make sure your wheel is out on the table and everything. Make sure that that you know you 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 know you got your house cleaned up because company's gonna be coming for your funeral and things like that. Uh you gotta make sure everything is in order because you don't have any hope. Your hope was in the doctor's report. I don't have no hope in the doctor's report. Yeah. If Stella would have had her hope in a doctor's report, she wouldn't have Brianna. She wouldn't have submitted any more to the birth process because why, why go through the process? I'm not going to have any children anyway because the doctor says so. But the God of hope filled her with joy and peace in believing and therefore it's so. Isn't that right, Ms. Flanagan? you sitting there How many many months did the doctor give you? Yeah. 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 Isn't there there something? We don't believe no doctor's report. We don't believe no doctor's report. Yeah. Yeah. We just say, hey, praise God for doctors. But we're going to pray to the God of hope. And we're going to say, keep back death, Lord. You, you can heal her for heart, her lungs. You can heal her stomach. You can heal everything that she's going through. New morning, you can heal everything. And her daughters, you can heal her, her too. You can heal everybody. You can you can heal if you so please, Lord. And I know you will. So therefore, God, we're going to stand on this thing. And we stand and we stand and we stand. Does that mean that nobody ever dies as you have prayer? No, it doesn't mean that. It just means that... that I'll, it's going to come a time when, when we don't have to, have to worry about this body anyway. There's going to come a time when everybody's healed and well. We're going to have a body that's, we don't have to worry about no automobiles. We don't have to worry about no trains, no planes. You know, we don't have to worry about anything like that. We can get from one place to another by just translation. Isn't that right? We don't have to worry about uh, uh, we don't have to worry about doors. Jesus, when He rose again, He didn't worry about no doors. The apostles in the, in, in the house with the doors closed, and Jesus just go through the doors. He don't need no open doors, right? So we, we, it's going to become a time so we're not going to worry about uh, whether we're going to die, whether we're going to live. It doesn't matter whether we die, whether we're going to live anyway, because we're going to be with the Lord. Whether we live, we're the Lord's. Whether we die, we're the Lord's, right? But one thing for sure. I want to please the Lord while I'm here, and we can't please the Lord without faith. So therefore, I'm going to believe him for my healing. Right? And if you don't want to believe God with him, Planner, if you don't want to believe God with me, you don't want to believe God with anybody else, then don't say nothing. Don't open your mouth. Because you open your mouth, you might be opening your mouth with something that is against the word of God. You're trying to take hope away from her. Trying to take hope away from me or anybody else. No, we're going to give hope because we serve a God of hope. Mothers, today is your day. You are the heroes for the day. Okay? You're the heroes. And what was the prayer? That God would increase your hope and your faith, right? To the extent that you can believe him for what seems to be impossible in the natural. You can believe him for your family, for your life, for your marriage, or whatever else you need to believe in for. Because in, the, in, in, in this Bible, there are so many promises that God has put in there. My goodness. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, Or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.